The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Podcast Beyond. What? What are you doing? Are you supposed to be Is that the beginning of the episode? I could be. Sure. Yeah, that's the, we're just starting like that. Yeah, Welcome that's good. Welcome to the podcast. Right, that's You're like the old man at the end of the Garfield Halloween special. Why have you what? seen yeah. that? Oh, because totally. that's good. What is that? Told, you, you haven't seen the Garfield Halloween special? No, no one has ever seen that. Uh, the one thing I know is I'm a scared. I don't want to talk about Garfield. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 444, really? Beyond! 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 Wow, would you turn into a sheep there? What yeah. was that? That was awful. <laughs> I like how you're looking at my... You have your own sheet. Yeah. It's got a Frankenstein on top sheet of it. Over. Yeah, I started drawing, like started drawing Ron Perlman for some reason. Uh, I'm Max Scoville. This is Marty Sleva. Hi, Max. Brian Altano. Hi. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Well, have uh, you've never done that on the podcast before. And, uh, Apparently it's the first time. And yeah. Jared Petty. Uh, back from my long exile. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, long exile. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there's a bunch of games that came out. I'm actually super bummed I missed last week because I uh, powered through Uncharted 4 and Ratchet and Clank over the course of the weekend and that last Monday, and then I got mm-hmm. Jury Duty, which was very boring and crappy. Well, I mean, we what talked about was we talked on? about your crime last week. Yeah, uh, the my love of the animals. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. know, it's it's, turns out you're supposed to love animals, but there's a line. When you said strong. you got Jury yeah. Duty, it sounded like a game. <laughs> you pre-ordered <laughs> Jury Duty? <laughs> yeah, I got Jury Duty. That Polly Shore uh, game? Collectible, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Uncharted 4, man. What, what do you guys... What, we want to talk about that a little bit? You want to talk about some other stuff? We've also been playing Doom. Games are coming out all the time, constantly. Yeah, this is like a weird, good, awesome time for video games all of a sudden. Like, yeah. what the hell? It's May. Yeah. yeah. Like, what? When did that yeah. ever happen? Let's all release them right before E3. That How many Novembers good. are there a year now? <laughs> yeah. We've... Uh, let's start with Uncharted. Since, uh, Brian, you were gone, we, we did our uh, spoiler-free yeah. impressions yeah. Uh, a little while ago. Max, you weren't on that episode, but uh, the three of us have finished the game. Jared, have you finished it? No, I have not. All okay, right. So we'll, we'll not only have I not finished it, I've not started it. I, I've been, uh, I have very, not had a chance to touch it yet. That's like the opposite of not finishing it. Yeah. Have you unstarted? I have not even unstarted. I have not installed. I have not put the disc in. Have, have you have, played any of the games in the franchise? What, Uncharted? Yeah, yeah. I've played Uncharted before. Yeah. It, okay. Although it is not, to be clear, not my uh, not something I'm like riveted by. I think sure. they're fun. Sure. But not something I'm like like chomping at the bit to play. Well, I think sure. it's, it's, it's always been one of those franchises that's uh, sort of jack-of-all-trades 
master of none. Yeah. Um, and I think this time around, it's absolutely the most beautiful game ever made. So uh, it's a master of something. So it's a master of something. They're gorgeous. They're yeah. fun. They're cinematic. They're, they're all kinds of good things. They're just not really my cup of tea. Sure. So I'll eventually play Uncharted 4, but I am in no hurry. And I've had Doom for work, so... Not haven't really had much yeah, of a chance. Yeah, I was actually hoping we would get um, some more sales numbers in about this game so mm-hmm. far because it was in for it was out for like a week towards the sort of very end of the April MPD. Nope, is that not true? No, it came. It was delayed into May. Both oh, games it was delayed in May. May. So what were the UK numbers that just came out? I don't know some Do weird UK those? things. No, it, it basically had the the biggest launch in any game in the history of the franchise. Wow, yeah, well, that's pretty which that doesn't bad. that's that makes sense because the PS4 is suddenly on top and the PS3 wasn't really on top so mm-hmm. much. So. Well, yeah, I mean, the the PS3, uh, I think there was a lot more units out at the time of Uncharted 3, but the thing about the Uncharted games is, like, that's very fascinating about them, is that they're always a very slow burn. Mm-hmm. Like, they are, they have, uh, they kind of just kick around for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I think for probably three or four years after this, people will be like, I want to buy a PS4, what game should I get? And they'll get Uncharted. Yeah. Or they'll buy the Uncharted bundle or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, it's, and it's such a great... Like it's such, it's the kind of thing where you're like I got a new console I want to show off how how beautiful it is and how, what it, what it can do. Yeah, I mean like, I, I would legitimately be surprised if a better looking game comes out this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for the rest of the year. And uh, Brian and I talked uh, at length on the uh, impressions episode, and then I talked last week with. Uh, Alana and Andrew about sort of Brian and I feel largely the same way that's gorgeous it's a, an amazing story incredible performances uh, that we think a lot of the scenes sort of outstay their welcome a little bit and that mm-hmm. pa- the game is pacing issues yeah and I think that was the, my my main thing was that it, is that it's it is doing everything it can to sort of not exactly ape but sort of uh, kind of spiritualize the feeling of watching a movie or yeah. like being hanging out with this like awesome adventure movie franchise, but uh, one of the things that great movies benefit from is editing, and I don't yeah. think that video games are really at that point yet. There's that sort of because uh, I think a lot of people go into a video game expecting it to be as long as possible because they want to get all their money's worth. So you, that's sort of at odds with the idea of saying like, well, what about streamlining this thing and making the story as tight as possible? And, and I, I did think the story was great, but mm-hmm. it just had a lot of sort of. Just bloat. Yeah. Well, fat. I mean, you, you cut a you cut a uh, a scene from a movie. Yes, that was a lot of investment in, in the actor salaries and the crew and the rest of that. But it's still only a day or two of filming out of a ten week shoot. You cut a right. level from a game, and you're talking about weeks, months, yeah. years of, of work yeah. by people. It's also all the QA and stuff because you yeah. got unlike a movie, you can have a set that's rickety and broken, and maybe you fix right. something in post, but like. Because on a movie, everything has to work. Yeah, on a a movie set, the audience isn't poking around and being like, what happens if I push on this wall? Is (laughs) everything going to fall over? Am I going to fall through the earth? No matter, I mean, unless you're making a movie in space, when you start shooting a movie, gravity's already there. When you're making a game, there is no gravity, there's no floor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just. That that being said, I think hell. like every almost every good movie ever made starts with a great script, right? I mean, there's some improv on set, and there's some stuff that just kind of magically materializes in the room. But yeah. usually, um, they make the guns first for games, and then they just kind of build the story around. <laughs> <it. laughs> I think games are made more like Soldier with Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think my my issue with Uncharted Four was that if you were to lay out the script, which I haven't been able to do, but I think there would be probably more than thirty times where someone said like. This door doesn't work. Let's find another way around, or mm-hmm. let's let's find this box to move to this thing over here. And uh, to me, it was kind of death by a thousand cuts with the flaws in this game. There was nothing that really stuck out that was like, "This sucks." There really isn't anything in that game yeah. that flat out sucks. There just isn't. I don't know if you. If no, you, I, if you I completely agree. Um, so I really think that like it's it, st- it slowly started to chip away at my patience 
and temperament when it came to enjoying the overall experience, mm. which I really did for the most part. Um, but with a movie script, you're able to it's sort of pan out and say this this scene doesn't work or this scene doesn't work or we've we've repeated this so many times or this character said this so many times. And I almost found out I almost found that the characters in Uncharted Four were almost like painfully aware or self-referential at the tedium that was actually happening mm-hmm. on screen. Like, you, you keep quoting that one line from Nathan Drake. Which was it? Oh, it's, uh, my ass is full of gravel. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they added this new butt slide mechanic, and he does that a bunch of times. And he, you know, a bunch of times, also they're like, oh, the that man would in a driveway. <laughs> <laughs> that was the original line. Uh, but there's a bunch of times where they're just kind of like, the door doesn't open. Eh, Fun well, fact about a thief's we'll end. Way. A thief's end is full of rocks. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately, this game's got tre- it's got tremendous uh, reviews. I I almost was kind of scratching my head on the review day, being like, wow, like ninety nine percent of the people who reviewed this game gave it a perfect score, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and perfect doesn't mean perfect, you know, it's yeah. ten out of ten, five out of five, whatever, the A plus. But I like I honestly felt like it's it felt a little more flawed than that, and I think mm-hmm. people will see some of its flaws a little more on repeat playthroughs, yeah. um, and I think. I don't know if it'll stand the test of time the same way some of the other ones have, but mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see. What's your, like, what's your favorite in the series? Two. Two. I was I was thinking about that my, my I, and I think that was like one of the rapid fire questions we got, but sort of ranking ranking those games. Mm-hmm. I still mm-hmm. would go two, three, four, Golden Abyss, one. Mm-hmm. That's okay. that's my list. So Max, you were much higher. Yeah. Than so us on the game. I don't know. I really really enjoyed it. I just had a great time, and I I can see how there are some flaws and some pacing issues and stuff, but I think those are also sort of just inherent to games you know like games are they fight back you know they also they give you a mechanic and they have to teach you how to use it and then give you a chance to use it and, and like maybe right. yeah uncharted is historically kind of you know jack of all trades master of none like they've always sort of had they've kind of had stealth but sort of not really you know mm-hmm. and then you know last of us had had great stealth and then mm-hmm. this one had it sort of like a stripped down version of that that mm-hmm. didn't quite do it um so i'm going to say something sort of sort of out there i think this is uh, if you're going to play one Uncharted game, I think play this one. Hmm. Um, I think this is kind of a distillation of the previous trilogy. Uh, I'd put it in the same category as Mad Max Fury Road or The Force Awakens uh, in that it is taking... It's it's sort of a sequel and it's sort of a reboot. It's sort of like acknowledging that maybe you missed the last few. So here's sort of everything we learned from the past ones. Mm-hmm. I was I was weirdly getting like very serious Force Awakens vibes throughout this game as well. In that I think it was more in the fact that it felt comfortable and familiar and safe yeah. in a lot of ways. And the stuff that it did was that was sort of daring or sort of setting mm-hmm. up the, the next rounds um, wasn't too dangerous or adventurous. But yeah. it, like it just all felt it fit perfectly in its little box you know yeah i mean mm-hmm. it seems to me like and this is interesting also coming off of ratchet and clank where they went back and they they looked at an old game and they're like how do we modernize this game but also keep it kind of you know similar right mm-hmm. uh in this case i think that i think that fury road is a really interesting comparison because fury road is technically a sequel but it's a it's a new actor playing mad max and it's doesn't it sort of acknowledges the previous ones but yeah, it also but you don't is, need to bring anything into exactly, fury road right yeah. yeah exactly and the same goes for uncharted because They've always kind of done that thing where they've started. Like, you can jump in any of those and kind of pick up what's going on. Yeah. yeah I mean, the like, they're like Indiana Jones. They never silly. explain where short, short stuff comes from, short yeah. comes from. Like, he's just this kid who Indiana Jones is like having drive him around in a car, which is weird. And, yeah. like, I mean, how does Sully, like, Sully just kind of shows up, right? Like, yeah. And the I mean, first one, I yeah. saw like Colin was saying that, like, you need to 
have played the previous three. Could in not order disagree to more. Yeah, I can't. I'm just I like think it's a lot, probably a lot better experience if you haven't. Is yeah, there, it was one of those like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna bring a little more. Uh, uh, sort of background knowledge and baggage to who these characters and their relationship. Baggage but is actually a really good way of putting that. Almost baggage like in a negative connotation. Well, where yeah, it's because like, I think like this is now the fourth or fifth time where Nathan Drake has set out to do something that the people who love have told him not to do and he's <laughs> defied marriages and friendships mm-hmm. and been like, I'm going to do it anyway for his own selfish perversion of finding a glowing rock at the top of something. Mm-hmm. Right? So and I, I think that like so I, I will say that, like, uh, without spoiling anything, the the way this story uh, sort of concludes, I think it you'll cherish it a little more if you've played the other ones. But I don't think it's necessary to go in with those things. I think you, yeah. the more you've put in before, the more you can get from this now. But I don't think it's required homework. Is there anybody in the office that's playing this now that didn't really deal with the other three? Uh, me. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I played Uncharted One uh, when the Nathan Drake collection came out. Mm-hmm. Uncharted Two and Three honestly came out in uh, two, especially. I've talked about this before on the shows. Came out there was like a couple year span where I sort of just fell out of games when I was mm-hmm. working at a coffee shop, and that's how I missed stuff like Mass Effect yeah. and uh, sort of like Skyrim and, and Fallout Three. Um, and so, yeah, I totally went in. Uh, uh, not having, you know, having knowledge of the previous ones just based on this line of work and having seen a lot yeah. of them, but never having, like, not having that love affair with them. But you did play The Last of Us, right? Oh, yeah, and I adored The Last of Us. Yeah, and I adored The Last of Us. And, like, I found an interesting scenario playing Uncharted 4 in that I think I expected more Last of Us and mm. didn't get... I got a lot of the things in The Last of Us I didn't like were sort of over-exemplified in Uncharted 4. Like and, what? Um, so, for example, like the the sort of crate puzzle type of things that, ah. that happen a lot in The Last of Us. Yeah. Ma- reared their ugly heads 20 times in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the stealth in The Last of Us, like, I was really... I enjoyed the stealth in Uncharted 4. I actually found myself doing it a lot more because combat is kind of my least favorite part of those games just because it feels completely unnecessary to the actual advancement of the story. Mm-hmm. It's almost because, like, it's like, hey, we reached this... Hidden city that no one's mm-hmm. found in hundreds of years, and then a truck bursts through a wall, and seven hundred dudes show up, and yeah. you're like, "Well, why did I go through all this platforming stuff?" Yeah, yeah. But it, in The Last of Us, for stealth, you have a way of getting somebody's attention, which is incredibly important in a stealth game. You've been doing it since Splinter Cell, or probably decades before that. Splinter Cell had like you, you pick up a can mm-hmm. and throw it against the wall, and someone would go, "Huh." Or like your little whistle in Metal Gear or anything like yeah. that, right? Yeah, or counter-attention. You're like, you anything. want them to look over there so yeah. you can slide a totally. hand trick and yeah. go to the or right. Yeah, throwing a brick in The Last of Us or something like yeah. that. And people are like, what was that? You can't do anything like that in Uncharted 4. So mm-hmm. you could sit behind a wall for an hour waiting for somebody to move. Mm-hmm. Maybe you follow their enemy patterns. So that was one thing I thought was sorely missing. Number two was sort of the uh, the weapon system of being able to like take something and uh, put parts into it and make it better. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about this so many times in this show, but I really, I really wish that they made an Uncharted game that had something that had less disposable weaponry yeah you know? mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah i mean i think that this is uh this is weird i liked it better than the last of us i think wow like that's a bold statement i realized but uh i remember one of the big discussions when last of us came out is like is this fun yeah and it's not it's 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 horrifying it's harrowing <laughs> it's yeah. it's strenuous it's it's depressing uh and i'm i love how the uncharted is like summer blockbuster it's fun it's mm-hmm. happy it's it's uh, reveling in all of like the the excitement of an action movie, totally. Um, I, like, I mean, like, completely different vibe. Yeah. I, like, I like I've, I've seen the movie that. The Road like twice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, and I, every time I see it, it kind of like I, it sticks with me, and I'm like I. 
I don't need to watch this for a while, but like I will watch Die Hard every year, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I mean, it's funny that, uh, I don't know, it almost reminds me, looking at Naughty Dog reminds me of like uh, Spielberg's career, mm-hmm. where he's a dude who can make Indiana Jones and he can make Jurassic Park, which is what I'd compare these games to, but he can also make stuff like Munich and, and Schindler's, Schindler's List. Yeah, Schindler's yeah. List is like the weird comparison, but Amistad. yeah, like Amistad. I mean, honestly, yeah. and those are sort of the, to me, the last of 1941. Us, like, I'm not going to go back and, I don't think I'm going to go back and replay The Last of Us, just like I don't go back and rewatch Schindler's List all the time, yeah, exactly. but I still acknowledge that I really yeah. appreciate them. Um, yeah. I think it's also like the Uncharted. Uh, I mean, they they're building this game. This is their first like building a game for the ground up for the system. You know, mm-hmm. like they ported over you know HD versions of the last two, yeah. and they got a chance to figure out how the PS4 works. But I think that part of the reason that there are less features in uh, in four than three is because they were like, let's make it look good and feel good. You know, let's. I mean, if there's going to be I, whatever their next thing is, I don't think there's going to be an Uncharted Five. Uh, if there's some kind of spinoff or, or whatever it is, well, if see, there's some I, kind I of know, I, d- that, I disagree because I don't think I don't think they sacrificed uh, gameplay elements in this game in favor of like making the character models look better or the environments look better. I think that was like a a very deliberate design choice to sort of streamline the way you interact with a lot of things. Like mm. they got rid of the ability to throw grenades back at people, mm-hmm, sure. but in doing that, the grenades kind of are more a little more terrifying in that they have like you have to actually get up and run when when once you see one coming and yeah. when you're playing on like crushing which i tried out the other day like you can't just stand there and inhale grenades like you could on easy or normal mm-hmm. so but i i still feel like that's something that's missing um mm. but i do think they put all that stuff in just to kind of streamline it to give it that kind of action movie feel and that's why i'm at odds with like some of the bloat in this game and some of the sort of walk and talk stuff and some of like the kind of tedium that comes with some a lot of the platforming because mm-hmm. a lot of the platforming really is just like hold x climb a wall the wall See, breaks i loved going. it i loved that i thought it was every one of those minute things. of it i think the climbing was my favorite thing in that game yeah i mean i love a lot of it because it, it gives you an idea of like a spatial recognition of like scale there's this one part where you're scaling this kind of like rectangular cube of a building and it's mm-hmm. like falling apart it's very high up over the city i won't say anything else and it's gorgeous and it's awesome and it's fun and there's other times where you're just climbing a, a wall and the wall falls apart. And mm-hmm. he's like, i got to go around again. Yeah. I mean, there's there's always going to be some some tedium there. But it's like I like the the act of – I thought the, the, the swinging was just kind of really – that was the most kind of, hey, you know Indiana Jones? Yeah. Okay. Now you can swing on your whip. You know? Yeah. They didn't yeah. give him a whip. Yeah. They gave him a grappling hook. And I mean – to go back to this, like I think that it really did hit a lot of the same beats as one, two, and three. You know, you've got the island, you've got the Arctic setting, you've got the uh, kind of car chase we saw at E3, which is kind of the equivalent of the train sequence. There are the little kid flashback things from three. You know, there's desert stuff. There's all these kind of like they took the trilogy and compressed it into this one movie. And I don't think they compressed anything in this game, though. That's the thing. I feel like they they stretched it out. That's like when I look at Uncharted 2, the pacing is so phenomenal from sort of like mm-hmm. set piece to gunfight to traversal to character, character moment. moments. Mm-hmm. All that stuff is paced so well. It's kind of like when you look back at, like, to me, this is kind of, and I don't take this the wrong way, but I feel like this is kind of their crystal skull. Hmm. You know that, like, could, that mm. can only be taken the wrong way. Yeah, that, well, that was on at a bar the other night. And that movie's not yeah, that's, good. That's, not good. that's a <laughs> terrible motion picture. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, if I had to call, if I had to compare this to any of the Indiana Jones movies, which is very easy to do because the franchises are incredibly similar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's what. What, what this would be. You know? But see, like you say really something like that, that, and I'm like, I don't want to play this game all of a sudden. Like, I'm enjoying listening to the interplay between you two talking about the same sure. points from from opposite experiential perspectives on, uh, you know, you both experienced the same thing. You came out with different feelings. 
notes yeah, about totally. it. Yeah, totally. I'm really excited to play it because of that. But, but I compare you it to, absolutely last, should play to it. Last Crusade because yeah. it, it is this kind of this it's putting a cap on things. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And it, three might have already done that, but it's it's more like in this case you've got this this estranged relative showing up and you've got you know, you get to pull out your diary all the time and yeah. look at rocks or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't Will know. The, the penitent man pass? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, there's, there is a, a much more of like this. I mean, you watch, you know, you watch Last Crusade and there's like it. This is very kind of like, okay, enough screwing around. Like the yeah. last, like Temple of Doom is a theme park ride. And then Last Crusade is like, there's that whole exchange where like Sean Connery, like, like slaps Indy for saying Jesus Christ, and he's like, "That's yeah. blasphemy!" Like, yeah. and it's like, "Oh, like the fact that they were not even—they're not—they're not doing like, oh, it's uh, Shangri La." They're like, "There's stuff in here where they're like, yeah." So here's some here's some like stuff about the Bible. Here's some like actual religious history. Was yeah, like, about mm-hmm. the, the dudes who were crucified next to Christ. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, also, the, probably Uncharted Three is not really is, spoilers. It's from a, a, a two thousand year old book. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Uncharted Three is probably their Temple of Doom because it's it's. It's campy. It's it's nonstop and it's completely mm-hmm. over the top. Like when you're running through that spider tunnel in Uncharted Three, it's like this is this is straight out of Temple yeah. of Doom. This would have been like yeah. and Temple of Doom basically is a video game movie. Well, yeah, Temple, Temple of Doom, Doom does, does have a bug room. Yeah, Temple Temple of Doom is the is the the sequel that people weren't happy with. You know? Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's, I think it's awesome. I think they're all all the Indiana yeah. Jones movies are great, and I think that all the Uncharted games are, are pretty great. Except yeah, for I had sure. a friend that convinced his little brother that he could pull his heart out of his chest. And we get mad at his Kalimantan. The kid would cry yeah. and scream. That movie, um, like I, we saw that movie as kids. Yeah, it's like what the. F- I know. I, I, I was like, it's like <laughs> seven or eight sitting in the yeah. theater watching yeah. that. And I was like, holy. Which actually, like, I thought that there was a that was a weird thing about the build up to this to this game is was fascinating because there was a lot of like. Um, that push and pull of like, is this going to have darker themes? Yeah. Like when we first saw um, the Nate character model, and he's like bleeding, and he's like laying in a, mm-hmm. a puddle, and it's raining, and there's well, like these skeletons hanging everywhere. And, and there was that initial, the and there was us. that initial VO from Sam that was like, "You left me to die," and like it was like well, super serious. Because I really think like the Amy Hennig pass on this game was darker, and I think Sam was way more villainous mm-hmm. and I you know ultimately we got something campier and I have no problem with that whatsoever like, oh, yeah. I, I thought that whatever they did was great no matter what but um, yeah it would have been interesting to get like I would, lo- I would love to see and we, we probably will never get them but I'd love to see that the design docs based on mm-hmm. the original the original yeah. sketches of this game yeah, yeah. Um, that said I, I kind of I feel like this does this does a good job of like closing the book on Uncharted doesn't kill anybody except for that poor Jeep <laughs> kill that Jeep Oh, there's going to be single player DLC, which I think we'll talk about in a later episode of what we think. Uh, huh. What we think that'll be interesting, I except for the Nadine. first time in the series. That would be f- awesome. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Like, totally, my guess is Nadine um, or uh, any of the weird dialogues at the ending. Set maybe up. it'll be finally we'll get uncarded, uh, crazy Jeep racing. Yeah, oh, I, I, yeah. I play that. Or that monkey that gets pet. Yeah, I was real pissed off. You couldn't shoot that lemur. That's terrifying. Also, I, 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 went into, I went into the. I did the thing where like there's a part where there's a part where like a lemur jumps on you and he's on your back and you can't really do much with him. But I went into camera mode and I turned off the character model, so I just had this really awkwardly posed lemur in the middle of space, and I'm just like spinning the camera around. And I, it's for, like, I just wanted ah! to stand back there and say like Banjo Kazooie lines. I forget if I talked about this here, but one of my favorite things in that game was accidentally dying in the middle of like a conversation with Sully because you're like, oh, this is so pretty that you ride your jeep right off the cliff. When you, when, yeah, when you get that jeep and you just like you just veer off a ledge. He's like, yeah. So what I think about Madagascar. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> was in tears. Everything goes black. I had and white. to. I had to reload a save because I got my jeep like 
just vertically perched. <laughs> like I drove it backwards off a cliff, but it only fell like seven feet. So I'm just like, and there's no way to get out of it if it's no. like that. So I'm just sort it's of like. It's impossible to break that. It's really stupid. Uh, so yeah, it's a great game. Um, Go yeah. check it out. Another game that came out uh, is Doom. Jared, let's yeah. talk about Doom. Oh, okay. Doom's uh, Doom's fun. I like Doom. You're, uh, you guys playing Doom? Yeah. 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 So, okay. So I do you playing it, Max? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm really enjoying Doom. There's there's things I don't like about it. A lot of things that I do. Uh, I think that they succeeded in creating something that that's kind of altogether new. Uh, I haven't seen a game that rewards aggressiveness like this. Maybe ever. Yeah. Uh, and, and I really like that about it. Uh, if, if you haven't played it yet, the gimmick's pretty simple. Uh, when in doubt, attack. When in trouble, attack. You get more health drops from enemies when you're in trouble. What's the tutorial? So, it's... Uh, w- oh, the beginning of the hell, game? It's like hell uh, punishes the indolent. Like... <laughs> I don't know. You, you, like, you're, forward, you're like, you're like, yeah, you're, you're, you're like, like stuck to like they've got you on a sarcophagus and you break your chains and you start killing dudes and then like Optimus Prime like talks to you or something through the wall yeah. and then you start killing people and if you're in trouble you attack and if you're really in trouble you attack closer range and you yeah. do a glory kill and that turns enemies into loot pinatas and you grab more life and so there is there's no regenerating health and there's no you know no infinite ammo you're always picking stuff up mm-hmm. and the only way to get more is to kill more so yeah. you're just rushing headlong at everything all all the time, and the AI responds appropriately. It, it's not completely stupid, but it's mostly concerned with just coming at you and pummeling you to yeah. death very mm-hmm. quickly. And that style of play works. Your your guy's quite mobile, not quite as mobile as original Doom guy, who I think is clocked at like forty miles an hour, like mm-hmm. walking around. Um, yeah, Doom is the but, it's the alternate video game timeline where the nineties never ended. Yeah, like, it, it's, it, it's like if they kept making those games. Yeah. But well, but there are some modern the things that well we'll get there. But in addition to that, so it rewards aggression. Then it's got this really good arena kind of design. You have, section of corridors and then these big arenas but the arenas aren't big open areas they're intricate they're often four or five tiers high they're full of tunnels and secrets and because you're running around constantly in combat and you've got to replenish your weapons there's weapon and armor and health pickups everywhere in every arena so you run around you pick those up and you grab like a quad damage and you fight a bunch of monsters and you go through a tunnel and you're in another arena and they're all really really well laid out then there's this really neat chainsaw mechanic where you know you're all Smiling at me. I'm just laughing because you're so really, excited. Um, no, okay, this is really, great. Yeah, cool. yeah. The really cool chainsaw mechanic is named Terry. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, Terry the chainsaw mechanic. <laughs> he, he, works, uh, he works down outside the Lowe's. And he'll, uh, if you take your chainsaw in, he'll, uh, he'll fix it up for my, you. Uh, good. My, my wife's dad fixes chainsaws. He, one of his, like, ha- the moment How many he. Fingers does he have? The moment he. Uh, he has eight. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I knew it. He has eight. Um, oh no, we got a phone call like like five years ago. Like the phone rings one night, and Angie picks up, and her dad's like, "Now, honey, I don't want you to worry. I'm down but to I six. stuck my hand in an engine and cut two of my fingers off. Uh, you know, and that's just that was the call. That was how it started. Um, so yeah, he has eight. So Frodo um, of the eight fingers and the chainsaw of doom. But yeah, the chainsaw mechanic. Right. Uh, I mean, the chainsaw mechanic is that it cuts in half. It does, but you, uh, you so you got a limited amount of charge yeah. on the chainsaw all the time. It will kill anything in the game practically. Almost yeah. almost any enemy can be killed with the chainsaw. But you need more fuel depending on the bigger the enemy. Exactly. Yeah. And so you take the enemy down and they become this ammo pinata. And there's just ammo everywhere when you kill somebody with a chainsaw and health. And so you're in these big arena fights and you're like, I'm about to die. You pull out the chainsaw, you kill a giant enemy or you can use a bunch of little Jim, enemies. This is the most excited I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I really am enjoying this game. Yeah, I think um, you like it. Well, well, it's good, it has a lot of problems yeah. too though. Why yeah. haven't you talked about the story? No, yeah. so before we, before we move on to that, I want to, the, the when you're talking about aggression, I completely agree with that. And I think it deals with it uh, in the same way Bloodborne does. 
to where Bloodborne, you take damage and you have that small window where you're like, well, all the rationale in me is saying I should back up and I should get away from this and I should rethink what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But if I attack right now and... You know, fortune favors the bold, then I get that health back. And that's to me what Doom is like. Doom is like, I shouldn't go in there and do that, but I'm going to do it anyways. And yeah. you do it, and if you do it correctly, you're rewarded for it. Yeah, it it's like great. the Jedi Axiom, went outnumbered attack. Bring yeah. the, bring the center. And it works so, so well. Yeah. It, it's just, and, 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 the, and the game is built around that. That's yeah. another reason it works. We've tried that in a lot Doom of the games. Doom is, uh, it, it is exactly what I was hoping it would be in that it is Mortal Kombat 9, the shooter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was totally hoping it would be this, and I, I saw the, the second I saw it, I was like, this seems like it could be looking at what made it great in the first place and going, okay, let's sort of modernize that, but not like let's let's not screw it up by making it third person or it's, making it 3D I, or whatever. I love how dumb that sentence is, but how much perfect sense it makes. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, no, like, it's, it's like, like being like analysis. telephone the it's, airplane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's it it's makes got, perfect sense. Your your glory kills are basically fatalities, yeah. and your chainsaw is more or less X-ray moves. It's yeah. kind of like yeah. they made it a little bit more casual, but at the same time keeping the thing that makes the makes the series yeah. great. You know? yeah, and and you, the glory... Oh, go ahead. I oh, know. Just if you haven't... I know, Brian, you just started this morning, right? Yeah. Or last night. Last and night. you said, like, you're not totally feeling the depth of the combat yet. And I think you need to give it an hour and a half to two hours before you get enough weapons and before you can start upgrading your suit and start yeah. upgrading your actual weapons and then you start getting runes. The runes. That's and what does it. when we were talking about Uncharted, how you said before how you don't feel a bond to any of your weapons or equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally feel the opposite about this. Awesome. So, like, this is my combat shotgun and I've have, upgraded it yeah. that way and that, this have, is my rocket launcher. I, I think have, I was expecting to be immediately grabbed a little more by a game that immediately throws you in. Which something. I love that. Yeah, I'm I like, do oh, really five seconds that. in I'm shooting a dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say that the, like, the verticality of the levels did throw me off a little mm-hmm. bit because that's It not, gets a little bit tedious. That's yeah. one of the worst parts is the platforming. Yeah, yeah the yeah, vertical yeah. platforming. There's uh, Before we get to the bad stuff though, I, I absolutely yeah. agree with Marty on this. Give it a little time because your abilities do change and when you get the double jump yep. plus the midair turn plus the glory kill speed up where you get faster every time you glory kill somebody oh crap like then you're just like you become this like flying acrobatic catamari of death like spinning with 10 different weapons that you're switching between and a half slow down slow down okay (laughs) so that's Uh, fun also oh go ahead uh so yeah i wanted i wanted to say that like i i've always kind of hated modern shooters for the lack of pageantry of getting a new weapon Mm -hmm. like i hate how much time i spend in i don't know uncharted or call of duty or whatever where you, you kill a guy yeah, that happens in Fallout too. You kill a guy and he's got a different gun from what you have, and so you spend a second being like, "Which is which is better?" Whereas yep. in Doom, you walk into a room and there's a shotgun, and you're like, "I don't have one of these. <laughs> yeah. I got a new toy." Like I remember in fifth grade, like when I, my friend had like the 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 shareware Doom Doom file or whatever, and before yeah. we'd figured out how to go on the library internet computer and look up cheat codes, mm-hmm. we were like, "He's like, I found the rocket launcher." I'm like, "You found a rocket launcher? Mm-hmm. That's insane! Yeah. What else is there after that?" And then yeah. he's like, "Dude, there's a chainsaw." I'm like, "There's a chainsaw?" Yeah. Why? Yeah, uh-huh. in, you're on Mars. Just, there are no trees. Yeah, yeah. there's totally. There's, <laughs> you can uh, at at a certain point in the game. I think like a third through near the end of Mars, you get the old school shotgun, like the, the double barrel. Yeah. Yeah. You get the double barrel shotgun, that, but you can get it a level earlier if you find a secret. And when yeah. I found that, I was like, oh man, yeah, that's, so that's cool. another that thing. There are secrets. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like yeah. that's that's something that I love so much. I think that is such a wonderful example of this game's uh, kind of thesis. The fact that one of the last weapons you get in this space colony 
is a double-barrel shotgun, shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> with a wooden stock. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you guys got the BFG yet? No, no, no. Oh, I'm, right. Right. I think I'm, just, I'm like halfway through hell. They're so kind when you get the BFG, because they make a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Got, oh, yeah. halfway through hell. We got about 20 minutes yeah. left. They make a big deal about it. Doors over, you grab the BFG, and then like the very first thing the game does is like, you, you go through hell to get the thing. You finally got it. And then just these huge double doors open. There's like 50 enemies on the other side. It's just like, and what will yeah. you do now? Yeah. You know, it, it's moments like that. Which is great. a very classic Doom moment, by yeah. the way. Oh, yeah. exactly. so many moments in the original Doom where you just open a door and it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> That happens a lot. I always love like at the end of Knee Deep in the Dead or the shareware thing, whatever we had, I remember it was like the scariest thing in the world because yep. you get to the end of the thing and you're like, What's in this door? And you push it, and you just and everything. You just go into a black room, and you just hear like, <laughs> and we go in there with God mode on. And we're like, "What's in here?" And it would just be like a bunch of dudes. And we kill them, and then we're still in this stupid sarcophagus. It's every enemy crypt. in the game in like one hole. Yeah, yeah. it's great. But Doom is awesome for that, and I yeah. love it. And it, there's some there's stuff in there that makes no sense, and this game totally embraces it. Also, Doom guy is a prick. Doom guy is the angriest <laughs> jerk. Yes, such a jerk. I love it because I always imagine Doom guy being like kind of like he's. He kind of bridges that gap between like, like uh, I mean, like old school game characters mm-hmm. like like Mario, where they're kind of like, of course they're the hero. You're playing as them, and then like you know later characters who are more gritty. Yeah. But like he was always like, I mean, when you get shot in the face, he'd get like a little nosebleed, and he'd, and he'd yeah. be like, ah, and yeah. then you get like a power up, and he'd be like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm God mode, ah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like. There was never really any, like, he never had any attitude, you know? He was still kind of cartoony. In this case, you are the angriest, angriest man. You don't push buttons, you punch yeah. them. Yeah, like, yeah. You keep, the one thing in that game that helps you is this is this robot that's, like, upgrading you. And every time you upgrade, he just you just punch it in the face. You beat the hell out of it. Yeah. So the robot's you're, like, like, you're, like, beating up those little guys from batteries not included. It's you awful. Are. It's great. And then it extends to some of the missions. You know, Optimus yeah. Prime voice is like, don't do that. Please you just stop breaking those. You just stop breaking, you just smash something. You're, like, you're a, kicking the butt. Uh, yeah. It, that extends to the enemies too. I mean, when, when you get killed, sometimes you, you see your enemy bending over you for like a half second. I had a revenant rip my arm off and start beating me in the face with oh, it with my geez. own arm. Which I like, sort of deserve that because know, I entered their home yeah. and started killing all their friends. Yeah. It's great. Now, there's some things about it that aren't as good. Um, oh, okay. go ahead. Maybe, maybe we cares? don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's right. You just talked about how an enemy ripped off your arm and beat you with it. Yeah. The, what, do, you, do you have problems with the multiplayer? Who cares? No, no. The ver- the There's ver- a chainsaw, you idiot! <laughs> it's a it's a it's a really good game. I, I feel like it, it, it's nothing Chinese else. Take out is delicious. It's made of rats. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Just the fact that it's doing so many really new things because it is an old Doomy. It's a little over reliant on arenas, even though they're very well laid out. Mm-hmm. I wish I could zip through some of the levels more. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I can zip through arenas, but I can't zip through the stages Doom style. Right. I missed that a little bit. Um, the vertical platforming stages are irritating as all. Oh yeah, they mm-hmm. really are. Um, How do you feel about like the the sort of movement and speed of of the gunplay? Because I'm not. I feel like it's a little floaty. Are you playing on console or PC? Console. Okay, I'm playing a PC. What so a PlayStation I is- <laughs> Yeah, I know. Okay, right. Uh, so I, I started. The name on- of the show has nothing to do with <laughs> yeah. PlayStation. Yeah. I know. I st- <laughs> it's one of the five different catchphrases they used for last gen system. So I started playing this on PS4. Played for quite a while on PS4. Uh-huh. Liked it with a controller, but when I when I went to mouse and keyboard, I was like, oh yeah, this is. What dope. I like to imagine is Doom guy is on those like Heelys. <laughs> he's just yeah. he's just rolling around the level. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, he's I just got the daintiest pink roller skates. Yeah. He's just, like he, he's like teenage brother upper body and like little sister lower body. So he's just like just skating around, but then also be like just punching TVs. Teen, and, teenage brother upper body sounds like the crappiest <laughs> band. Yeah. But I, I, it took me about an hour to get my head around the the controller, like the console controls, yeah, and then yeah. I was fine. Um, the uh, there's he some moves incredibly quickly, but he's his like it's the gunplay is a little floaty. I, I think it's because I've been like I I'll, I'll play Call of Duty and I play a lot of Battlefront and stuff like that. And yeah, that feels. I think I just wanted something a little more arcadey, and mm-hmm. it it almost it, it almost entirely is like everything in the game is except for just aiming. So yeah. I, I I just aim less, just get more rockets and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I guess that, I guess that's I love the, it. You that's can get solution. you can get explosive upgrades for like every gun. Oh yeah, the shotgun makes no the, sense. The assault like, rifle, yeah, 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 absolutely. That's like getting a rake that's a leaf blower. You're just like <laughs> okay, and then you have your runes, so you can customize like your playstyle around that. So if you want to be an explosive guy, you can you can kind of do a build. Mm-hmm. And it's really yeah. neat. And the collectibles, there's, there's a, there are eight different kinds of hidden secrets in this game, at yeah. least. And most of them make you a more powerful character, mm-hmm. like long term. So there's a, a lot of incentive to go after them. But the soundtrack th- is amazing. The too. Sa- yeah, the soundtrack. Oh, I think the soundtrack's ah! trash. The, well, yeah, yeah, it is trash. <laughs> but, you, but, but it's perfect for I this would, game. It's just like guitar. Yeah, I wish you could unlock the original Doom score, like the yeah. original, like the old kind. Of <laughs> <laughs> well, have you found a, have you found a hidden Doom level yet? Like one of the original. Yeah. Okay. No, so those, those, I saw that video though on IGN.com. The number one source for all stu- things that you can. <laughs> so it, it is so fun. You find one of those and you go into it. You pull the lever. You go in, and the music starts to like as you go in, it starts to midify. Yeah. And you get in there, and it's like, and then you go and out, and, it's just, and you go back out. And it kinda, fact, that's what it's like to have a stroke. It kind of dynamically <laughs> changes into a back. Windows 95 yeah. game. Now yeah. I really want a stroke. Uh, the rune challenges suck. They're they're easy early on. They get harder, and eventually and it was like, the, I'm playing four yeah. low times. Doom. At least the low on PS4 times, are yeah. really annoying. Like, yeah. mid-level's fine, because if you just don't die, but if you start dying a lot or start doing those rune challenges, it's like, oh, this is like 40. It's like Bloodborne, yeah. when you die. Yeah, the platforming... Dying in that is really annoying because mm-hmm. like there's stuff where it's like oh can I jump down there and you're like no, no you can't jump not. down I just yeah. I fall and then suddenly explode yeah. into guts which I do love that that sensation of like falling and then like, yeah. 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 to be fair I did that thousands of times in Uncharted mm-hmm. where I'm like I can fall down that fourth <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yeah. this yeah. is half Doom four this is half Quake five yeah um, mm-hmm. it, it's got a lot of quakey feel to it, it definitely about feels quakey Rage yeah. nine uh, <laughs> there's do some do you think we'll get another Quake. Um, after this, I don't. It depends on how well this does. Yeah. Uh, because it, so I keep talking about all these wonderful things about it, and like, okay, so some of the vertical platforms irritating, and the rune challenges are dumb, and the story stuff's dumb, and the, the art's kind of butt sometimes. Um, the the <laughs> some of the compromises they made. I was, I was, the, like, I was a creative writing major. <laughs> I feel yeah. like there's the things. The entire they added. game was designed on a trapper keeper. What do you yeah. want? <laughs> I feel like there are things they added just to make the game longer to fit modern expectations. I think it would have been better as a shorter game. Oh, we're talking about Doom now. Now yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, but all that all. That said, um, I, I don't know how well it's it's going to be received. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it should be received well. Like sales-wise? Yeah. Oh, it's, I think it's, it's going to sell great. It's a great it's, game. It's, the reviews are, are incredibly positive. It's really, really good. It, the audience seems to love it so far. So it's just a matter of how I think, well it I think it's going to sell just fine. Then yeah. I think we yeah. probably get we probably get a new Quake or a Doom that's another Quake. Normally, I mean, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be worried about a game like this going head-to-head with Uncharted, which, again, like, like we said at the top of the show, how awesome is it that we can play both of these games within a week of each other? Yeah, yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Uh, but this game is multi-platform, so it has it has a, yeah. a tremendous potential to make its money back. So in so. the same way that the last last Tomb Raider was kind of like that was sort of the Uncharted for everybody, you know, like yeah. that was cross-platform Uncharted. This kind of feels like cross-platform Halo. Mm. Like in the yeah. multiplayer is very like it's it's very kind of goofy and, and Halo-like, you mm-hmm. know. And then yeah. it's just, you're a spaceman who is a green guy and he gets a wacky gun. And, yeah. 
but it's also got electric guitar music and lots of blood. It, it, t- turn off the electric guitar and put like Old Crow Medicine Show in. It's oh pretty hell yeah! Great. No, um, no, actually, I've, I've, I've talked about this before, but like get get that uh, get that Spotify and PS4, and you can change music on your phone while you're playing the game. And it's yeah, great. you can play my album. You could play some <laughs> sick jazz. Yeah. Check out some Esquivel. But for hyperbole's sake, um, I haven't had this much fun with a single player shooter campaign in years. Really? Like, oh yeah. That's yeah, a that's absolutely. a High praise, man. Since um, Homefront. What was, your last, what was the last single player Halo shooter? Halo 5, I guess, would be the last one I played. Yeah, I can't I, remember I would, the last. Oh, I, I, would, I would rather play this game than Halo 5 any day, night, or year. Wow. Um, yeah. What about, what about Tuesday? Huh? Yeah, what about Tuesday? Uh, eight days of the week. First day, fourth day, Tears Day. Freakas Day. That's most days. All right, so if you have to buy one game this week, buy two. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, apparently uh, they're both real good. Let's talk about the Assassin's Creed movie. We have to. I'm sorry. It got quiet for a second yeah. there. Uh, so this oh, looks really cool. Right. This looks gorgeous. The trailer <laughs> yeah. looks fantastic. This is uh, directed by that fellow who did that Macbeth. Justin Scarza. Uh, it stars Magneto and uh, <laughs> Ian uh, McKellen. Batman's girlfriend or something. And Kanye West. Yeah. Uh, Kanye West okay. does all of the music, except for probably not, except he's because this is in the trailer. In one part, maybe they're going to play his, his He does song. all the voices, too. Yeah. yeah. He <laughs> voices the haystack. Yeah. The, uh, the haystack oh, is there me. for comic relief. He plays yeah. the hawk. They mo-capped Kanye and made him run around with a kite in his back. And Kim just, Kardashian plays all the cities and yeah. the horses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, no, it actually does look gorgeous. The combat yeah. looks fantastic. Um, the kind of the present-day stuff looks sort of weird because they've so got this And so that's whole, where, like, this... And I was, like, ride or die yeah. for this movie. I loved everything going into it. I loved all the production value, how gorgeous it is. Uh, the, the cast is phenomenal. Yeah, the, if you haven't watched the trailer, pause right now, watch the trailer, yeah. and then come back. And yeah, it doesn't my, really give anything my away. My excitement you, was through the roof for this. I didn't really care about the Kanye thing because I thought the, <sighs> the instrumental itself worked. And then they came out with this stat... Out of nowhere, which was just record screech, which I don't think anyone even knows what that sound is anymore because no one actually DJs on a turntable anymore. <laughs> it's the sound of your like Bluetooth speaker cutting out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's the uh, it's the it's your favorite like uh, DJ dropping a laptop or something. Yeah. Like that. Um, and they said that sixty five percent of this movie takes place in the present day. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. Why do they tell so us this? Even if you're gonna do that, yeah. Why would you tell us? Don't that? Don't tell me that. Yeah. Don't say that. I was telling you guys, it's like it's like if J.J. Abrams was like, now I know you're excited for Force Awakens, only 10% of the film features the favorite characters that you grew up loving. 90% will take place in the in the Galactic Senate with yeah. Jar Jar Binks. A lot of yeah. it has a ball. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? what? Don't tell me that. This is, so, this is so bizarre, too, because historically, no pun intended, Ubisoft Oof. has always been very, very, like, closed about the, the present day stuff. Like, right. I remember whenever they were, you know, like, they'd always be like, so what's the Abstergo stuff going to be like? What's going on I mean, with, uh, what's going on with Because they've been kind so, of slowly veering away from it yeah. as much as possible. So I think the trailer and the stat, uh, well, the trailer itself, I think, was a good reminder. Like, it showed us who've played the games and like the games. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this perfectly captures the the action and the parkour right. and sort of the, the, the look and feel of the uh, Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. Uh, I think for a general audience, I think framing it around the Abstergo stuff does work. Because I don't know if people, the general audience, wants to go see a movie about a dude wearing a robe in the Spanish Inquisition. Oh, I, I know when I watched the trailer, when she's like, it's somebody like, welcome to the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. I just heard Mel Brooks in my head yeah. instantly. That was all I could think for the rest of the trailer. But when you see like shirtless Michael Fassbender doing a Matrix thing with a robot in his back, I think the general audience would be like, More okay, like I want to see Fassbender. I, th- I think, yeah, I think they're just going to be sweating You're because very, my, very shirtless Michael direction. Fassbender is very, very hot. That said, the stuff that they've showed that is present I was going to censor Boner. I don't know why. You can't censor Boner. I'm never going to censor yeah. Boner. If you need to censor Boner, just say Borang. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, that said, the present day stuff in this in this film does look really cool because they've figured out a way to just not show a guy laying in a bed. Yeah. yeah. The entire time they've invented this weird giant Doctor Claw machine thing yeah. that yeah. rattles you and shakes you around. Yeah, it's like Gladys being the big spoon. Yeah, behind him. it's yeah. like those things they train astronauts in. And yeah. And, yeah. Kind of uh, looks like that. There's, you like an hour before we recorded this. Is this is a real thing. Yeah, I got. What, uh, what if they put them on one of those like weird bungee cord like baby harnesses that they put the kids on like global <laughs> guts like, on? God. So he's just like, <laughs> he's on, he's on basically a giant like adult leash. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I don't know if I'm maybe. I'm, so I heard that the the trailer ends on the leap of faith. Yeah. Where he's like jumping off the thing. That's not CG. That's a that's they actually did. They threw the, Michael they actually, did, off they the actually did the record set world's record setting free fall. No. Really? That's why why CG so, when we can endanger a stunt man? Did there you guys see that behind the scenes thing from Civil War where uh, the, the cameraman jumps the out behind the dude? Jumps off of a, of, of a giant skyscraper <laughs> yeah. and lands on a trampoline yeah. or whatever? A bounce awesome. castle? Yeah. Cameramen are crazy. Uh, so, Brian, before we went in here, you said, hey, have you seen the pre-order bonuses for the movie? Uh, yep. And I laughed at that. Uh, and then it turns because out Because no real. one takes the clown seriously. <laughs> But I'm real. Uh, yeah, if you like if you like watching movies, but you thought to yourself, how do I spend as much money as possible before I actually see this film? Man, are there some wonderful packages for you. So for $40, you can get the movie ticket to this movie, the t-shirt, the watch, you know, the titular assassin's watch. There's a little, little tiny knife. That's where he says well, the, the arrows are actually poisonous. What if, what if it's like a special Assassin's Creed watch that lets you know what time of history you're in? You look at it and it says either now or then. Awesome. Uh, and the, uh, the PDF of the script. Oh, yeah, my favorite oh, yeah. collectible. Yeah. An Adobe yeah. portable document format. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that's $40. Maybe that's a little much money for you. Uh, so $15 gets you the movie ticket and the script. Uh <laughs> Maybe you have a little bit more money, and you want to spend $60 on the McFarlane Toys Aguilar Hidden Blade, which is a plastic peripheral for your real that's that man thing, arm. That's the thing we unboxed, and I caught myself. Yeah. <laughs> like a year and a half That ago. terrifying blade yeah. uh, that you and I were legitimately like scared, scared and having fun playing with. And people uh, reading the com- people in the comments were like, they got paid to do this. Yeah, like, yeah, we did, because that's how jobs work. I just love that the creator, <laughs> like, of, <laughs> the creator of Spawn sent you a plastic toy that you hurt yourself with. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's beautiful. Uh, he, his his <laughs> spawn the movie hurt me back in the day. Uh, so that's sixty dollars. <laughs> Maybe you want to spend a little more money and you want to spend one hundred twenty dollars in the no, official thanks. the official Assassin's Creed hoodie, no, which uh, is basically like a large baggy poncho <laughs> that has diagonal strokes across it that you can wear in, in the movie to piss off people sitting behind you. Mm-hmm. Brian, I got a lot of money. Really? Yeah. Do you have six hundred dollars <laughs> for the Aguilar Premier Scale statue? Which looks like the thing that gave away it with the game. Is that, do you have that much money? Or maybe I have even more. Do you have, do you have twice that? Because for twice that money, you can get the Spanish crossbow from UB Workshop. This 15th century crossbow is an exact one-to-one scale replica of the weapon featured in the upcoming movie and used in a pivotal scene it where is, a man gets shot with a crossbow. It is $1,200 for a movie ticket and a fully functioning <laughs> weapon? Created by famed Hollywood weapons master Tim Wild Goose. <laughs> Tim Wild Goose? Are you, are you, you go out and hunt Wild Goose with Again, your crossbow. Again, no one takes the clown seriously, oh but here he is. Um, this crossbow yeah, is 18 the, inches the, long and fe- like a real wild goose and features scenes from medieval Spain. <laughs> are they like etched along the sides? Like hunting scenes? Yeah, there's like weird like artisanal like etchings. What, what if the pivotal scene is... Uh, in like a middle of a very climactic moment where yeah. he goes up a watchtower and there's a falcon flying around it. It's like, Scrah! 
What if some guy just goes out on his balcony and just shoots the falcon? It's like, you've desynchronized. <laughs> your spirit animal is dead. He's like, ah, uh, uh, ruddy falcons can't stand a lot of them. They keep eating the hens. If you're excited for this and you do have $1,200, um, I don't know, maybe find a charity. Yeah. But if you really do have this much money, uh, act fast, because there's only 20 of these in the world. Handcrafted, numbered, and limited to an edition size of 20. You know, this you piece can, is a worthy so centerpiece. That's stupid. I once bought a crossbow for $20 at a sporting goods store and traded it for Iron Man Midnight <laughs> opening tickets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, keep in mind it's also it's available. True. It's available exclusively on Kernel, so you'll have to look that up. <laughs> yeah, you can buy a pretty Kernel. good. You can buy a pretty good crossbow for you know two or three hundred bucks. Go to bucks, sporting goods, get a crossbow. Yeah. They're fun. Also, yeah. I hope all twenty people who buy this have to engage in some sort of a Hunger Game next yeah. year. <laughs> uh, keep in mind that also comes with a, a movie ticket. So oh, um, you. you and nineteen other people in the world can be the first people to ever get arrested <laughs> for bringing a real crossbow into a movie theater. That's probably not true. You don't think so? It's probably happened before. Jared has a story. No, Jared's no, uncle. There's got to be somebody that <laughs> brought a crossbow to a fingers. movie. All right. No, All right. So yeah, there's that. Man, I just... I'm like... I, that was like a, a maybe 10 days where I was like, man, Assassin's Creed movie looks pretty good. And then they're like, so um, it's mostly set in the past, and here is the most just crass cash grab possible. Yeah, like, yeah I don't... I, Stop! That, that doesn't no one... impact the movie at no. all. I still think the trailer looks dope. Like I'm, I'm still entirely optimistic about the folks they have in yeah. front of the camera and behind it. So if, yeah. this is, if, if this is anything like the video game franchise, if they can get as close as possible to that, this movie series won't be great until the second one anyway. Well, uh, that, what I'm worried about is uh, this: this they've got a, obviously a, they're good people behind this, or good people in yeah, this. Yeah, for sure. The trailer they they knew their audience had to be shooting for. I I have trouble. Thinking, just looking at that trailer and going, that makes me want to go see that movie. Yeah. I, it, it's very faithful mm -hmm. to Assassin's Creed, but I'm not sure that a faithful Assassin's Creed story makes a good movie. I'll and go see if, it's, if you say it's Da Vinci Code meets The Matrix, then a whole bunch of dads will perk up and go, "I love those." Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I, 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 see I watched movie. it and was not. Yeah. I, I was impressed so, by the fidelity, but I was not impressed yeah. by wanting to go see the movie. I'll see this movie because I have 86 minutes to throw away to anything. The same reason I'll see <laughs> Ghostbusters or anything else. I don't, I've seen some of the worst movies ever made, some of the best movies ever made. It's a movie. You'll be. We'll all be okay. Yeah, it's you know? faster than a game. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like a hypocrite. I spent <laughs> last night watching. I'm gonna beat that movie so quickly. <laughs> that was the original tagline for HBO: "Movies, they're faster than games." Uh, this the script over here, or the, our run of show, also states Tetris sci-fi thriller trilogy coming from China. I'm, I don't think we should talk about that at all. There's nothing to say there. I, I think that's a terrible idea. Why would they make three movies based on Tetris? That's te awful. And now I'm talking about. It. I'd rather see that's a, movie. a bad idea. Don't do that. I'd rather see a movie based on tetanus. I think that'd be much more exciting. <laughs> The tetanus trilogy? The tetanus arc. All uh, right. How much Final, time do we have? Final Fantasy XV, want to hit on this for a second? Uh, yeah, I'll hit on this really quick. Uh, I just want to uh, pimp a couple things we have on the site and going up on the site soon. Uh, today, on Tuesday, we put up this really rad two-minute uh, battle montage of footage we captured. Uh, I guess I could say it while we were in Japan. That's what Goldfarb, Zach, and I were doing in oh, Japan. Oh, your secret Oh, dang. So all um, that stuff's going to start coming out now, right? Yeah, starting to come out. Uh, the battle montage is awesome. It shows high-level combat. It shows, like, we actually had, like, someone at Square who's, like, one of the best at the game, like, run through with a bunch of different weapons. They spawned a bunch of enemies. They used the high-level magic spells. Like, the Blizzard spell is insane. It, like, frost kills a yak, and everyone gets cold, just like real God. life. Um, that's can, really cool. Can you talk about your studio visit maybe maybe next week? Yeah, I think okay. we're going to, yeah, we might record a 
like a super short thing with Zach and I, or awesome. with Zach, Andrew, and I, just what that was like. Uh, yeah, and then we're going to have a 24-hour day-night cycle going up soon. That and sounds then, boring. Yeah, we're going to have, no, it's 25 hours long, though. How long is the 24-hour day-night cycle in this game? I think I said it was like 45 minutes. It's sped up, though. It's like okay. Kayana Katsi. It's the first time that's ever been mentioned on this what, podcast. What did you say? Don't worry about it. Is it that Philip Glass thing? Kayana Katsi? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we're going to have uh, next week rolling out part one of our uh, making of Final Fantasy 15 documentary, which is going to be super cool. Cool. Awesome. Um, I really, I, that's, I, that's I don't, exciting. I'm, I think I'm at the point where I don't want to look at this game anymore. I just kind of want to check it out when yeah, it comes out. Yeah, I'm, uh, I was excited when we went there and I was even more excited when uh, we finished up. So, so actually that's a really good point because that like we do a lot of studio visits here at IGN and people go on preview events and stuff like that and sometimes we see so much that they, people come back and I'm like, are you excited about this game going in? Are you still excited now? And I asked you that question when you came back yeah. from Japan, and you said more even than more ever. so. Yeah, and that's even more so. Incredibly cool. Yeah, you know. which I'm super stoked. I for. I bet it was really yeah. exciting when you got to hop in that that large bed with all the developers and just cuddle around. Yeah, yeah. it was. I mean, it was very. It was more like a, a room with a soft floor. <laughs> it was dirty back rubs. You guys yeah. all did together. Yeah, very dirty. Did, back they, rubs. did they show you the live chocobo test chamber? Yeah, <laughs> they're all Kill me. They're all chained up and eating <laughs> sick rats. <laughs> Um, and then the last thing, Jared and I, Jared and I uh, helped on a big uh, group feature where we ranked all the core Final Fantasy games. We did indeed. Non MMOs, Crisis Core. Uh, no, damn it, uh, damn it. Final wow. Fantasy Final Core. Fantasy core. <laughs> I read, it was wrong. weird. I read the comments, and there was like a thousand people being like, "I totally agree with this list. Great job. I have no uh, grievances with this." Whatsoever. Oh no, that's the opposite of that. They were very <laughs> angry that we put Final Fantasy XII as number two. Yep, they, they were not happy about that. No, people are usually like, "It has one thing I disagree with. The entire thing is invalid." No, yes. it's not. Final Fantasy XII best vests in the series, hands down. Yeah. Best vests. I like absolutely. Someone, uh, someone got mad at me and was like, "This is classic clickbait." I'm like, the title of the thing is ranking the Final Fantasy games, and when you click into it. We ranked them. Like yeah. There was, there was, there was no yeah. deception there. I think no. it, clickbait, by definition, is putting a headline on one thing that's actually different. Yeah. Like that, that, that's. Hey, like if they, you didn't like the article, that doesn't make it clickbait. That just makes it an article you didn't like. The next like. time you go to a restaurant and there's pictures of food on the menu, guess what? That's yes. clickbait. It doesn't yeah. look like that. That's actually just wet clay that yeah. they took cool <laughs> pictures of. I get money when you click on articles, so I try to write good articles that you will want to read. Yeah. If you don't like them, I do want to hear about it, but that doesn't make it clickbait. That just that's, makes it um, something you didn't like. the exact opposite philosophy you, we use for the Up at Noon breakouts. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Chronicles is remastered. That's come out today. That's the game where a bunch of small ladies get out on top of the tanks Jared, and jeeps and stuff. So last week we gave uh, Andrew 60 seconds to explain why we should care about Persona. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you 60 seconds why we should still why we should care about Valkyrie Chronicles. Sure. And go. It's a wonderful tactical RPG and maybe the best game Sega ever made. Done. You are so much faster than Andrew. Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog. Solange the Hedgehog? Uh, yeah, Can you do Sonic the Hedgehog in the remaining time? Valkyrie Chronicles is super cool. Yeah, yeah I was really a big is. fan of it on PS3. Zach re-reviewed it on PS4. Um, oh, yeah. It's a super great tactical RPG. Um, yeah. Really great aesthetic. Yeah, it, it's, be- it's, it's one of the prettiest games I've ever played. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and very well-designed tactical RPG, which is a hard thing to do. Story's pretty good. You don't have to care for the genre to enjoy this game. You can play it on PS, uh, PS3, PS4. And if you don't have either of those and you're listening to this show for some reason, it's on PC too. Yeah. And also, uh, Wild Arms 3 came out this week, so let us know how that is, because 
don't yeah, because that hasn't been out for a while. The wildest yeah. arms. Uh, rapid fire. You want to play a game of rapid fire? Brian. Let's do some rapid fire. So every week I go on the Podcast Beyond Facebook group. That's facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond. And I ask you, our lovely, loyal audience, to give me questions that are short and sweet so we can answer them at the end of the show and get through some wacky, crazy, stupid stuff. <laughs> Wackadoo. Uh, Christina Moskalitz asks, name the funniest thing you've each done after, after or during a night out drinking. I put on a suit and broke into an abandoned pumpkin patch and chased a three-legged, one-eyed, no-tailed raccoon with my friend's cane and then couldn't get out of the pumpkin patch, so I had to break into a shed and steal a stepladder. I fell asleep on a couch, and my ex-girlfriend called me and asked me what that noise was in the background, and I realized I fell asleep on a couch on the street that somebody had thrown out. We hmm. periscoped uh, our own version of the Johnny Carson show oh, from our hotel. That's at, right. That's uh, on YouTube. At Comic-Con. Yeah. That's right. I vomited a pound and a half of fresh sushi up on the floor of the living room of my home in Japan and fe- then fell asleep in it where my wife came in at two in the morning and found me sleeping in it. Wow. James Sprules <laughs> asks, why do people hate Call of Duty? The new one looks cool. I'm still nauseous over that last one. Yeah, why do people hate Call of Duty? This has the most downvotes of pretty much any any video game trailer ever made, the new one, uh, because they dared to try something a little different in mm-hmm. this space. I don't know, the same reason a ton of people hate someone like Kanye. Or it's, yep. it's, people hate what's popular. There's a word that everyone should know. It's called iconoclasm. It's the urge to destroy important iconography, big things. I mean, it comes back from people destroying pagan idols and all that, but it, yeah. it kind of comes down to the fact that if something is big enough, people will find a reason to hate it. Also, Call of Duty Ghosts because the game was trash. So I think, was very I think, I think Kanye West is <laughs> is uh, is kind of separate from this kind of conversation because most of the people... I don't, I don't know anybody anymore who listens to Kanye West who are like, I hate Kanye West because he's not doing any like he used to do for common and to live yeah. quality. I miss the beats he did for Jay-Z. You know, because, I mean, I do. Yeah. But, like, I listen to his new album, and I like some stuff on mm-hmm. it. But with Call of Duty, I think there's a lot of fans who are like, this is not what it's supposed to be because it's not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of screwed if they do or screwed if they don't because if they, uh, if they keep iterating on the same exact thing over and over and over again... People call them repetitive and just... Uh, how many times do we hear, like, oh, IGN, 10 out of 10, Call of Duty, oh, same that, thing every year, even the, though we'd never given that score? Yeah, that, and, exactly. That's why I liked what I saw in, in, in this new little peak here and, like, what they did with Advanced Warfare. And, yeah. You know, the, the fact that they keep innovating and trying new stuff and also changing up game style. I think what made Ghost so frustrating was largely that it kind of felt rote and lazy and, like, video game the game and a little yeah. kind of up its own butt. Yeah. They seem to be moving very purposefully away from that. Yeah. And they're making good products. I, I, mean, I, I don't understand that. Also hate. worth noting, Ghost came out uh, at the launch of this console generation, yeah. and it was multi-platform at the time, so it kind of almost inherently had this uh, aiming high, but also aiming low. Mm-hmm. Like yep. it, it, and it was it was a launch window title. You know, it came out at a time when people are like, like look at just about any launch game, it's higher scores than it should because Kills people are like, knack. wow, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you go back and revisit those things; they're probably not, they probably don't hold up so great. Yeah. So. Oh, knack. Uh, JT Shoop says. What do you guys think of Kojima's new character model? Do you I would it? buy a Play Arts Kai action figure of it right now. I don't even like oh, yeah. that toy line. He's I would like buy a that. Skeleton robot knight who has the body is, of an astronaut. His name yeah. is Lutens, and he was wearing an extra vehicular something suit, mm-hmm. adventure suit. He looks like a space knight with big puffy pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like a space Spartan. He's, he's like, like the, he's like the MTV Chief. award thing. Like the kind little, of, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's he's right. got a flag. He's uh, a moon knight. I feel like he's been playing a lot of Dark Souls lately, and then he sketched something. 
Yeah. Uh, David Negret says, out of all the video game secrets and embargoes you guys have to keep over the years, what's been the hardest ones to keep now that you're able to talk about them? Are there any now that you guys are dying to oh. tell us or can't wait for us to hear? There's always ones that we know for a very long time and we can't say anything about them and sometimes they just never happen and mm-hmm. you just die with them and you're afraid to say anything because yeah. you don't know if it'll actually come true one day. Yeah. I think the it, the story started coming out this year, I believe, but the the GTA Tokyo stuff. Yeah, yeah, I heard that in yeah. hushed tones in yeah. a, a okonomiyaki place in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, I, I remember hearing about that. Hearing that about that a few years ago and how they were struggling to sort of rationalize how to make Tokyo a city where mm-hmm. you can drive around, mm-hmm. um, and it they ultimately couldn't solve that puzzle. They actually sent people to live there for a while and figure it out and couldn't. So that's fascinating to me because mm. that was almost a thing, and it just isn't now. So that's probably one of the bigger ones. Yeah, <laughs> we knew leading up to E3, we eventually found out the Sony's big three announcements with Last Guardian and Shenmue and Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, um, I'm so glad I'm playing all those games now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there's other, there's things we find out that are sort of it's sort of like a gentleman's agreement where you're not going to talk about it. And there's other things where you find out something and then you sort of want to report on it, but you have to find a couple different sources. So you don't bring yeah. anyone, which we. Always uh, yeah, it's very sort weird, of have a couple like, juggling around. We get we get secrets, but um, I'm I'm still very surprised by them when uh, I actually see them come to fruition. Like I'll, I think we knew about the Final Fantasy VII thing, but we didn't see it. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, and then when we saw it, it was like, oh god, this isn't yeah. like the, we heard about the Last Guardian being at A3, and then we got to see that demo of it being played. Mm-hmm. And, like nothing prepares you for that. It's one thing to to hear a word and it's another thing to see like a five minute gameplay demo mm-hmm. so um, my buddy Anthony Carboni who uh, hosts Sony pre-show stuff was doing mm-hmm. rehearsal and he doesn't get told everything in advance you know he has to keep secrets under his hat and apparently when they're doing the rehearsal stuff uh, they rolled that clip of the feather falling and he goes whoa bless Guardian show that again and they were like nope sorry we're turning off the TVs and he's like what the <laughs> so, like, even people really close to that, you know, sometimes... Yeah, I would have guessed it was that chocobo rat eating. <laughs> yeah. My, my, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, um, there's there's a couple things. One is that there's there's stuff that are, like, you know, stuff that's NDA'd, and there's stuff that's embargoed that's, like, actually top secret. And then there's stuff that's... Uh, there's a term I hear a lot, which is a friendia, which yeah. is when someone who is your friend... Spoilers, we're friends with people who make games. Uh, will tell you something, and they're like, hey, uh, as someone who uh, I have a friendship with please don't tell anybody this because i would get fired you know yeah. like it's just a basic kind of common decency like gentleman's agreement kind of thing uh but it's it's always weird to get that kind of stuff because it's like not it's you know you're not keeping that secret because you signed a form you're keeping that secret because you you know and you're keeping a secret because like what yeah. like what does anyone get out of me saying yeah. a thing that's going to be announced in well, well that's, that's what's now. coming to me like the the ones i keep thinking of are ones that are now public knowledge but i still can't tell anybody i knew like yeah. even now, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. for yeah. the sake of of things that in the future I might want to be able yeah. to talk about. Yeah, and we about. get like so pre-briefed I, I, on a lot of E3 stuff just because it helps us with coverage. Like yeah. we have to plan our live show, and we have to plan our pre and post mm-hmm. show, and we have to plan who's the right person to go to this unannounced game. Yep. And it's sort of like, well, we need to know who it is. So what kind of a game is it? And yeah, I mean, like, oh, it's a sequel to this thing. Like, oh, well, Marty's. Gonna yeah, go I'll tell this. you that every year, the week before E3 here is a pretty rad time to be in mm-hmm. the know. You're just like. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. That's everyone fantastic. in the room has secrets. It's very cool. It, I can talk is. about uh, one of the funniest embargoes I had to adhere to. Uh, there was, I think, this was 2011, I guess, whenever Crisis Two came out, uh, and the weirdest thing happened because 
EA held a review event for that way far in advance. And they held it in this hotel, so they had a bunch of people like staying there and playing through the whole game. But at the same time, they were also holding a preview event, and the embargo for the preview event was like much sooner than the review embargo. So they had people come in and play a section of the game, and they were like, okay, you can talk about the second chapter, the third chapter, and the fifth chapter, but please don't mention the following mechanics or these things. And I was like, what? Like, yeah. why would you do that? Yeah. Like, let me play the whole game and then be like, here's the things you can talk about. And then on top of that, the entire game leaked online. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm writing all these notes trying to keep track of what stuff is fair game to mention in my preview. And then I wound up just watching a Let's Play yeah. <laughs> leaked online. Oh, yeah. that, like, that, I just scrubbed through and I was like, oh, yeah, that part sucked. Oh, that part was all right. Yeah. And then the game came out and everyone hated it. And it was like, I think the embargo was up, like... At E3 or something, so it was just it all got swept under the yeah, rug anyway. But it was right. just like a colossal waste of everyone's time, you know. I'll no, say those are the most inside baseball moments of all of the ones where something mm-hmm. leaks, where you've agreed to something that you know you're you're going to hold on to to a certain point. Suddenly it breaks in the wild, and you're all trying to figure out how to make that work. Yeah, like let's find someone who didn't know about it beforehand. Yeah, right. Right. A lot of the uh, Nintendo embargoes, as I get a lot of those, are like particularly prickly because they they'll they'll be like. Do not mention the main boss, who is, and then I'll say the main boss. I'm like, why did you tell me that? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I didn't know that. Don't mention the main boss of the new Zelda game, like, Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, God. You finally fight her. Uh, or, or they'll be like, do not, like, we got one for a Pokemon game a couple years ago yeah. that I think I ended up reading on NVC because it was so over the top. Yeah. Oh, but I it, love that. It was like, do not mention these characters, these characters, these characters. Do not mention this, this, and this. Do not, do not mention the color of the hat that this character wears. Do not mention how high the grass is and Cerulean town. Yeah. You mentioned this, 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 this. It was like six pages of what you couldn't say, and by the end, you're kind of like, "What can I say?" Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to say nothing because I'm terrified. Yeah. It's a, the point you feel like you're being like, like trolled by a board intern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out, or yeah. I, mean, I think my favorite was was Bayonetta too because that had stuff that was just like not only was it incomprehensible to anybody coming from outside, it was also yeah. just hard to read. Like it, yeah. was, it, it was just unpronounceable. Like think like a one of those like. You know JRPG titles that has like a bunch of colons and weird yeah, mathematical yeah, symbols title. in it, and it was just like it read like that, but there were just a bunch of bullet points, and I'm just like, I'm not playing this. Do game. not do not announce that you can kill Garlarvi or Sword R two <laughs> by <laughs> cutting off his ankles. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you tell me that? Yeah. Uh, anyway, and finally, uh, Kyle McLemor says, or McLemore says, favorite cheat code. Uh, Dn Cornholio from Duke Nukem. Of course. What's that one? Uh, I think it's just like. Is that that's either God mode or that gives you everything? But I don't know. I just always like the fact that there was just a Beavis and Butthead reference in the cheat codes for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, as far as actual actual like cheat codes that do that do something, uh, I love in Heretic you can turn into a chicken, and you can run around yeah. and, and peck people in first person, and then you can go into like weird little secret areas as a chicken. Mm-hmm. I love the um, why the the playable wampas in Shadows so, of the Empire. Yeah, yeah. That was really good. Yeah. I mean, it's not a great game looking back, but that was just so cool to be like I'm playing as a wampa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's all, all the ones I like are nostalgic. Are yeah. like 16 and 32 and 64 well, that generation. Made, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's totally. Yeah, the stuff like all the I mentioned all the time about the Banjo-Kazooie stuff with yeah. like stop and swap that ended up being like cheat codes that you went back to after 2E came out. I, and people I love them. GTA 5 for still keeping yeah. cheats in there. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. I love that too. It yeah. sucks that like cheats either get taken out for the sake of achievements or they get 
turned into DLC. Yeah. And it sucks, you know? Or yeah. microtransactions. Yeah. Or a lot, a lot of them now are sort of Easter eggy stuff. Like I just saw uh, Homefront the Revolution just came out, which I, mean, I have no interest in playing, but evidently there's an arcade cabinet you can find and then play two levels of Time Splitters 2 inside the game. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I think for the historic context, ABAC, ABB is really, really interesting mm-hmm. because there's such a huge story around the existence of that code. I mean, there's yeah. a year of American politics that, that you know, there's, there's the Senate hearings on video game violence mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. tied to that code. Yeah, yeah that's that's a that is a yeah. really strange story. And then the fact that you start the game and it's like, warriors have a code of honor, mm-hmm. but there is another kind of code. Yep. Like dot, dot, dot. And you're just like, Huh? Oh, it's on! You yeah, just start hitting yeah. buttons until the, blood appears. It's you know? an obvious it's, one, but the Konami code is fascinating because yeah. it, I mean, first of all, it makes it makes games that are incredibly difficult, incredibly playable, stuff like Life Contra. Force and Contra. Yeah. But it also works in reverse on a game like Gradius, mm-hmm. where if you use it, your ship explodes. Well, if you use it twice, <laughs> you know your ship that? explodes. No. Yeah, like, if, yeah, use it twice, your ship explodes. It's yeah. basically just being like, you cheated. Yeah. You're dead. Yeah, if you use it once, you get every weapon in the game. Yeah. If you use it twice, your ship explodes. I, love I that. mean, I just love yeah. that it's also one of those things that's so it's so famous that it gets rolled into like pop culture websites. Yeah. You know, like you can use the Konami code on like CNN.com or yeah. something. Yeah. 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 And it's just like that's such a cool like. Yep. I mean, that's that is the that is the video game equivalent of like the Wilhelm scream. Like mm-hmm. that is such a little you know inside nod. Yep. Yeah. Uh, finally, we want to thank Alex Myers for sending Andrew a Persona 5 magazine. <laughs> he's not here because he's in his corner looking at it and having a great time. Uh, Alex's YouTube is youtube.com slash vids. That's A-L-E-X-M-E-Y-E-R-S vids. Yeah. So check him yeah, out. Andrew and, uh, was really excited because Persona 5 is on the cover of Famitsu in Japan. He tweeted that out on Friday, and all of a sudden, Monday morning, he came to the office, and Alex had overnighted it. So yeah. That was really he, sweet he, he keeps coming up to me about the wiki and about adding some of the new details like, for this. Just go to bed. No, 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 no. I want, I want to do it. But it's so cute because it's like I know it's really low priority, but but that sounds like but it's really low priority. Yeah, he gives a crap. That's that's nice. He Andrew Goldfarb is downright adorable. Oh, I I I love that man. I wouldn't get that far. Oh, I do. I I love it absolutely. (laughs) If he could could ride around on my back like Yoda for the rest of my life, I jovially tolerate. Yeah, I passionately enjoy him. There was a there was a theory on YouTube that I hated him. I like that theory. That's pretty good. Apparently, I give him weird looks in the show. That's just my dumb face. About a year ago, Max hated me. Remember that? The, there was we got a bunch of messages because you wouldn't talk. to oh, me. Oh yeah, I told yeah. you to shut up or something. It's yeah. like, no, I love Jared. He's and great. J- Justin yeah. Davis hates me on uh, on Gamescape. Mm-hmm. We call each other mean names all the time because that's how friendship is. Yeah. yeah. So friends are mean. They're mean so people. We do. So <laughs> someone in your life is very mean to you. That's probably your friend. Yeah. <laughs> or Don't listen to that. Or your bully. existence uh, is vapid in purpose. If you guys <laughs> want to send us weird garbage that you think would be funny for us to open up in a video or something, we're going to be doing that. We're trying to do a mailbag episode. A ma- a masculine satchel. Um, if you want to send it to us, uh, just send it. Uh, care of podcast beyond. What uh, about female bag? <laughs> yeah, send it to uh, IG, IGN's podcast beyond female bag, uh, six twenty five Second Street, mm-hmm. uh, fourth floor. Don't write female San, bag. <laughs> San Francisco, California, nine four one zero seven. We already got one yes. that says yeah. mailbag. M A L E. It's a package yeah. we haven't opened yet because we're oh, gonna yeah. open it live. So send us some stuff. Yeah. yeah, we'll open uh, it up on a uh, special YouTube episode. Yeah. Uh, IGN uh, Podcast Beyond is now on its very own IGN YouTube channel. If you go to mm-hmm. youtube.com slash IGN Beyond, that's where all the full episodes and breakups go out. Uh, 
breakups? That's where breakups go. Yeah. Next, yeah. I'm gonna... That's where relationships go to end. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Home Depot flooring section of the internet. Um, uh, we're also going to do, we're going to do some uh, Beyond Let's Plays of cool games. Of yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're also going to do special one-off episodes where it's just question and answer and, and sort of just talking about random nonsense, mm-hmm. like the mailbag. Yeah. Uh, like I'm Ikea. also probably going to miss this and be angry and sad about it because I'm going on a trip mm-hmm. for weeks. Uh, I'm going to go play Uncharted in real life by going to the mysterious land of Greece. Ooh. Yeah. You're going to get gravel right in your right. I'm going to go get a your, right ass full of gravel. There's <laughs> grease in my butt. Max Scoville. <laughs> what are you doing in Greece? Uh, getting all lubed up, probably. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just being a... Being a, a Do you I'm, not I'm have the word vacation. vacation in your head? Is that not a thing? I don't just know. Say, I'm going on vacation. I'm going on vacation. No, we gotta get That's all you got to do. we got to get out of the room. The esports boys are going to yell at us. What? The esports boys are going to yell at us if we don't get out of the room. Really? Oh, yeah? Are they kicking us out? All right, we're going. Sorry. No. Are they knocking? No, we're cool. Oh, also, uh, hey, uh, Brian, grab that sign for us. Can you not read this? No, grab it. I just want to show it to everybody. You put it back up afterwards. Don't rip it or anything. Thank you. Here. Show it. If you say, please uh, call out an app. Please call out an app. iOS, PS4, They can't. You don't have a microphone. Please. (laughs) Please call. Use one of the IGN apps for, for iOS or PS4, Roku, Apple TV. Uh, we're on all the cool machines to check it out. And what see if about got Xbox? Commodore 64, Sinclair Spectrum. Somebody's probably made a weird mod for Xbox that is the enemy, and we don't talk about them on this show. Yeah, tune into IGN Podcast Unlock, which I'm also hosting. Don't you dare, you traitor! Don't Apple do that. Beyond. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond. 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 Oh, we're just done. Yeah, I guess we just. Yeah, that's it. The show's over. Okay. Good night, everybody. Have a good uh, whatever. Follow good morning. Me. Good <laughs> talk. And follow me. On, follow me on Peach. What's Peach? It's a new dating website. Is it really? a dating website? I think so. I thought it was just a social network. Oh, no one's responded to my flirtation. So I, thought, I, I thought that was a 3D printer that they didn't build. Or Guys, something. I found this great new dating site. It's called Tumblr. It's called Thousands of Apples. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I, I'm on this uh, this dating site for pet lovers. It's called NeoPets. I sent a picture of my penis to someone on LinkedIn. They weren't happy. Today I learned... No, no, I've never done that. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> Today I learned that Ta- Kelly has a link Tumblr. Yeah, yeah, it's not surprising. Yeah. I think we should probably end this show. Before yeah, we, we could leave ta- talking about people's tumblers and Guys, get people in a lot of trouble. You know what? You know what happens? They kiss now. Oh, I like this. No, I put no, small sombreros on the collector's edition statues. I was born of their affair. No, 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 no. Yep. So that's no, how that's how Uncharted Four. You should, you should watch this video uh, on, yeah, watch. On, on the uh, podcast. You should also probably cut now. this part out of the okay. audio recording. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! Stop! I need TV for my bum. <laughs> Stupid. Thanks for listening. Beyond. Yeah. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts, with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.